Information. Truth. Is freedom. Is Newsmax. It's real news for real people. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. Our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. It is Monday, and I am back. And uh, you know what? I hate days off. I do. Because you know why? You want to know why? Because uh, I like doing what I do for a living. And, and many of you are the same way. And then you realize, you know, uh, that if you uh, if you go into work sick, then you make everybody sick. That's what they should have done with uh, COVID is, uh, hey, man, if you're feeling a little bit sick, oh, you stay home. I think Sarah Palin said that common sense thing, and she had an election stolen from her in Alaska. But anyway, because uh, they changed the voting rules for Republicans, you know, whatever, anyway. But that's what we should just do is just stay home. Unfortunately, see, I, I work at home, and so I stayed home sick, and now my children are sick. <laughs> I got that smoker's cough, right? Yeah, the old smoker's cough, even though I've never smoked. Uh, anyway, so welcome to the show, guys. I do, uh, I do have uh, plenty of show prep because, you know, I missed a day, and, uh, and normally when I miss a day, uh, you, get, uh, you get much more. I mean, mucho, mucho more. The big, I guess, concern today, which should not be a concern, is that uh, this Hurricane Ian, it's a tropical storm. Hurricane Ian is uh, going to be in Cuba later today, I guess, and then maybe hit the uh, Florida coast. And Corinne Jean-Pierre says that because of the Inflation Reduction Act, at least she said this last week, she said that you don't have to worry about it because Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act would have nothing to do with inflation but was uh, a scheme to hire 87,000 new IRS agents to go after conservatives like the IRS has done. And, you know, this is true. I mean, duh. And I've got some more information on that today that will prove my point, how the FBI needs to be figuratively blown up and reinvented or just left in the dustbin of history at this point. Or honestly, sorry, find something else to do. All right, all you guys in federal government who are not whistleblowing or down with, you know, whatever the, the malfeasance that's going on, you know, maybe you need to uh, just look at what happened to the uh, to the uh, the pipeline. What about the, uh, the Keystone? XL pipeline. Joe Biden just said, hey, man, I don't care if this is what you've been doing your whole life. Find something else to do a living. Do some retraining, kids. So I would say to all of those who are in the FBI who say that raiding Mar-a-Lago is perfectly fine and that surveilling uh, uh, Trump supporters is perfectly fine using emails that are exchanged uh, by Trump supporters on Facebook and turned in by Facebook. If you're down with that, I would suggest you might consider retraining and doing something else for a living because uh, I think and I hope and I pray that hell is coming for you and your ilk if you are a Fed who's down with all this nonsense. If you are whistleblowing and if you are doing something to point out all of the uh, the absolute third world banana republic illegality being perpetrated on the American people starting with the IRS, ending most recently with the FBI, then you know get if you're down with helping out and, and exposing the corruption, then welcome Keep your agency. Keep your job. There you go. If you're not, bye-bye. Off to retraining with you. Good luck. 
honestly, good luck. But here is the Corinne Jean-Pierre. Because the other half of the Inflation Reduction Act, which isn't going to stop inflation from increasing, is about paying off big green energy. And they did this with Barack Obama. Uh, when Barack Obama was the president, $786 billion for shovel-ready projects. And whenever you hear the word shovel-ready by, by a Democrat, you better have your shovel ready. Because you're going to have to be scooping a whole lot of BS, to be quite honest. And, uh, of course, uh, Solyndra got a lot of money and they went out of business. But I'm sure a lot of their executives got all sorts of really awesome, cool uh, golden parachutes and, and uh, all of the people in the Green New Deal uh, businesses and solar panels and all that crap, they're going to benefit with subsidies and whatnot, and it's all going to mean absolutely D-word to you and your family. That said, this Green New Deal energy proposal is going to change the climate. It's going to change the climate. It's going to change how the whole world changes. Now, I had a discussion with my wife the other night, and, and uh, she's a wonderful person. I love her very much. So I'm spending the rest of my life with her, if she'll have me. Uh, and, uh, and she said, well, what about climate change? You can't argue about that. And I proceeded to calmly and carefully tell her that uh, just because there's a thunderstorm in Senegal doesn't mean that uh, the entire world is on fire, because if that's the case, that every, every damn place in the world would have that thunderstorm or every damn place in the world would have the same uh, analogous uh, uh, weather patterns that are happening in Senegal this one time. Or, for instance, like, for instance, all, there, earlier this year, uh, there was some flooding in the river valleys in East Illinois. And, uh, and it was all hell was breaking loose and climate change and all this, and nobody said a thing about it. You know why? Because it happened in a river valley in a floodplain where floods happen. That's why they're there. I hate to tell you this, if you fly above the Mississippi or Missouri rivers, which are the two of the larger uh, uh, tributaries or rivers in the, in the country, you will see in the satellite photo that there's a narrow channel where the river is, and there's this wide, what, four or five miles wide pattern of uh, dirt and sediment that shows that occasionally the river goes out of its banks into what's called a floodplain, and it happens all the time. Sometimes it's a little bit more worse than other times. Sometimes they call it a 100-year flood. I know this because I was in, in, uh, in uh, the middle of Missouri in 1993. I was, uh, the flood of the century was happening. And I literally sandbagged, volunteered uh, the towns of Rocheport, Hartsburg, and Harrisburg in the center of Missouri. Uh, century flood happening. And it happened again about 10 years later. There you go. But Corinne Jean-Pierre is saying that Joe Biden stroking that pen, be careful, stroking that pen and saying the Inflation Reduction Act with its climate change agenda, she says we don't even need to worry about the hurricane because it's already when it takes effect. It's not going to affect uh, uh, inflation, by the way. They've already said it's not going to happen for years, if at all. But it is going to stop this hurricane from happening. Just listen. And it is one of the most, the most historic investment to fight climate change. As we are talking about extreme weather. I've gotten multiple questions on Puerto Rico and what the people people of Puerto Rico, our brothers and sisters are yeah, going. They had a big big storm and flooding and stuff, which has never happened in Puerto Rico. No, actually it happens all the time. It's been happening for as long as Puerto Rico's been above water. Through what what may happen in this hurricane season. Yes. A lot of that is what may happen of this hurricane season is going to uh, be helped uh, by the work that this president has done, bipartisan infrastructure. Okay, so here's the deal. 
if you are in, I'm not recommending this, but I'm saying if you are down with the climate change agenda and the words of Corinne Jean-Pierre, that if you spend enough money of our money on, uh, on expensive cars you can't afford, that the climate will be changed and hurricanes will be lessened. Again, listen to this carefully, because if you're with this, I would suggest as a Democrat, if you're in Florida and you're expecting a, a Category 4 storm, uh, Joe Biden just passed the Inflation Reduction Act, so I would venture to say you should probably stay in your house. You know, I wouldn't even put uh, plywood up on the windows, and I wouldn't get any potable water because uh, Joe Biden's uh, climate change agenda hidden in the Inflation Reduction Act is going to make everything better. This hurricane season, a lot of that is is going to uh, be helped uh, by the work that this president has done, bipartisan infrastructure law. Uh, again, the Inflation Reduction Act. The Inflation Reduction Act is going to fix it. So don't even worry about Hurricane Ian. It's effectively been neutered. Yes, it's only an Al Gore scam. For real. Just a climate change fantasy. No, it'll work this time. It's all liberal make-believe to destroy the economy. It won't stop inflation, but it'll stop a hurricane. It's a sinister Al Gore scheme to spread grief and cause misery. Ten dollar a gallon gas and no electricity. And you can't just... I've got no shame. No shame. As I show on Meet the Press, I've got no shame. I must confess I'm a big fat mess. It's a global warming scheme. Pretty much. Just as phony as it can be. But it's making a billionaire out of hypocrites like me. Al Gore, that is. Watch your power bill triple soon. Gotta happen this year. Say goodbye to your SUV. Going back up again. Just wait till we confiscate your new HDTV. Ta-da. There you go. And again, uh, here's Corinne Jean-Pierre saying the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, don't even worry about Hurricane Ian. I wouldn't even turn on the uh, the Weather Channel because it's all fake. Because Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which has nothing to do with inflation, is going to make things all better. And sisters are going through uh, what what may happen in this hurricane season. Yeah. A lot of that is is going to uh, be helped uh, by the work that this president has done, bipartisan infrastructure law. Uh, again, the Inflation Reduction Act. There you go. So she lied twice. She said it was uh, b- uh, bipartisan, and she said it was going to uh, it was going to lessen the hurricane season this season. Yeah, that's the kind of audacity they have. They lie about a bill. They say it's about inflation reduction, and they do it to cover up all the other stuffs in it. And then on top of all that, to add insult to injury, they say it's going to lessen the hurricane season. Yeah. You, you're still going to vote for Democrat in the uh, in the November because if you are, you're an idiot, pretty much, pretty much just a, a complete another moron. I've got a lot of uh, you know kitchen table stuff that I'll get to on the show, including surging food prices, what people are eating these days, uh, what's on the minds of the American people as we go into this election. More audio from uh, Corinne Jean Pierre and others. But again, uh, sleep well, people of Florida, because Hurricane Ian will be lessened. It'll just be a fart in the wind, thanks to Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, and you can just count on that because everything that Joe Biden has said so far has been absolutely true. You betcha. Keep believing that. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. 
left has been waging a war on America for decades. It's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. I'm not sure how to feel about this. Oscar-winning actor James Earl Jones is officially retiring as the voice of Darth Vader in Star Wars. I think they're up to like 800 of the movies. I lost interest years ago. I think I lost interest when Jar Jar Binks was introduced to the uh, the cast. But honestly, at this point, whenever there's a Star Wars movie that shows up, it just might as well say Star Wars blah, 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 because I, you know, who cares? At this point. But anyway, at 91 years old, he originally voiced in 1977, and filmmakers are going to use the new AI technology to recreate the voice. Eh, really? Really? I mean, I could see maybe if it's acting lines that are written by someone else and it's just an announcer. But for instance, uh, this AI thing is being used in a lot of different ways. Uh, some people are, you know, uh, literally doing like uh, uh, having their dead relatives' voices uh, made into uh, voice on Siri, which, I mean, dear God, are you out of your mind? Because you can do that. You, you know, Grandma can call and open a credit card, you know, with using her voice. But anyway, that, that aside, that aside, what happens if, uh, you know, say, for instance, Rush Limbaugh's passed away? Would you want someone using AI to recreate Rush Limbaugh's voice? Of course you wouldn't, because that would require someone else's fall, uh, thoughts, not Rush Limbaugh's thoughts, being uh, expressed by his digitally recreated voice. But if it's Darth Vader and he's an actor, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But, uh, wow, what an iconic voice. 91 years old, James Earl Jones. I wish he would have gone up to the Field of Dreams uh, game. Last year when Kevin Costner went up, I uh, would have loved to have seen him, but I'm not sure if he's able. But uh, anyway, kind of interesting if you're a Star Wars guy, because I was in elementary school when Star Wars hit. And it was like the, you know, you know what it's like. Uh, and I don't know if it's possible to experience the energy and excitement of something so uh, transformative cinematographically, you know, today. Because when I was a kid, Jaws, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, Star Wars, oh, my God. And now it's like, eh, whatever, Star Wars. What's with what happens in this one? Do the bad guys get their butts kicked and their uh, plans are destroyed by the good guys? Is that the one? Is it what? And then they have some new characters and they have a, okay. Just like the other ones, I guess. Surging food prices uh, due to historic inflation forcing American families to adjust their eating habits by choosing cheaper options. It's not a big surprise because so many people are shopping at Dollar General. Dollar General instead of Walmart. And uh, if you've shopped at Dollar General, love me some Dollar General. If you're buying refrigerator magnets or maybe some uh, close to expiration date Pringles. But as far as uh, feeding you every night, I don't know if it's such a good idea. So uh, uh, cutting back on buying meats, uh, shopping at high-end grocery stores, dining out more among the many ways consumers are having to save extra cash to avoid financial instability. Uh, one Massachusetts father, Rick Whitman, told CNN his family was enjoying eating at home more frequently because of how expensive eating out can be, but is now grappling with the reality that eating home is also becoming pricey. Uh, Whitman noticed he was spending 25% more for family groceries, but wait, the inflation rate on groceries is only 13%, according to Joe Biden. Oh, no, it's much worse. If you do any shopping, you know it. Because, like, for instance, where I used to buy chicken breasts at Walmart for $1.88 a pound, on sale now, they're three eighty-eight. So they went up 
uh, like a two hundred percent. Well, no, a hundred percent. That's not that's not twenty five percent or even thirteen percent. So he's going to have to shop for cheaper groceries like Costco. Is Costco cheaper? Uh, uh, or, or Whole Foods, instead of going to Whole Foods, who the hell goes to Whole Foods? I mean, who loads their card up at Whole Foods unless you are Nancy Pelosi? Uh, polling has shown 63% of American families with children are changing their eating habits compared to 31% uh, who are not. And it almost sounds like maybe this was planned. It's kind of like, like here's Barack Obama back in 2008 talking about, you know, how uh, people are probably eating too high on the hog and maybe need to pair things back. We can't uh, drive our SUVs and, you know, eat as much as we want and keep our homes on you know 72 degrees at all times and then just expect that every other country is going to say okay there you go all right see we're just like the other countries of the world you should be thrilled you should be thrilled that we have the same shortages uh and high prices as other countries barack obama wanted that to happen so what are you complaining about huh well, the American people are. GOP is holding its largest lead on major issues in more than 30 years. But apparently, according to other polling, it looks like the uh, blue or the red wave, well, red wave, the Republican wave could be ebbing because things are so great. Yeah. Republican uh, Party holds its largest uh, uh, lead in decades. Uh, it looks like uh, a better job of handling key issues. 52% handle rep or, uh, favor Republicans when it comes to crime. 38% for Democrats. And the reason being, I, just, this is just a non-scientific thing, is that Democrats have made things suck here. Just write that down. Just write down suck. Don't write down suck here. That sounds weird especially depending on where the piece of paper is. But anyway, uh, ABC uh, News, a Langer Research Associates uh, poll, said that of, of all the things that people are concerned about, 89% uh, of us are concerned about the economy, which isn't going to bode well for the economy because the uh, Democrats have made the economy suck here. Do you see what I mean? Uh, education, 70%. Democrats have made it suck here. 76% topped out on the issue of, of uh, voters considered highly important uh, other issues. Uh, there's crime at 69 and abortion way down there at 62. So there you go. And then here's Jin Saki. Remember Jin Saki? Used to say that uh, you're ready for some hot Saki. She's a former White House spokes ginger. And she said that uh, Democrats know they'll lose in November if the uh, midterms are a referendum on Biden, which would mean uh, all the things that he's made suck here. I'm not sure how this is either really effective or mm -hmm. you're trying to get the voter to take two issues and time together you're trying too hard. I don't know, but an interesting response. Yeah, I look, I think that Democrats, if the election is about uh, who is the most extreme, um, as we saw, you know, Kevin McCarthy touch on there with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll say her name, sitting over his left. He's going to be a series of lies right now here. Side, then they're going to win. Mm -hmm. um, if yeah, extremism, extreme, extreme, like, you know, wanting the border closed and, uh, you know, wanting inflation and energy independence again. That's extreme. It is a reference on the president, they will lose, and they know that. They yeah, because he's doing a what? Sucky job. also know that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. I would say one of the biggest vulnerabilities. Yeah, because they promoted uh, defunding the police, and they were silenced about the violence of uh, the summer of 2020. Yeah, I think you get the picture. 
little bit more on this stuff, including the uh, gas prices going up. And uh, then we're going to move into uh, the FBI back to its own shenanigans again, arresting innocent people and terrorizing them. We have all of that. And your phone calls at 800-922-6680. A Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. What brothers and sisters are going through. Uh, what what may happen in this hurricane season. A lot of that is is going to uh, be helped uh, by the work that this president has done. All right, so if a, if a level four, cat four, hurricane strikes Florida, which is the, the expected to do, and if there is uh, widespread damage, you can blame Joe Biden. Because Corinne Jean-Pierre said that uh, the Inflation Reduction Act would reduce the severity of hurricanes starting immediately. I just wanted you to know that. I, I want to point out the absurdity of what she just said. And then because she said it, I want her to be held accountable for uh, the absurdity of it. How about that? How about rather than just, uh, you know, force Americans to uh, shoulder the costs of a bill where you lied about what was in it and you did it against the will of the American people, hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. How was your weekend otherwise, by the way? My Chiefs lost last night. They didn't uh, play a very good game. But, you know, what are you going to do? Still early in the season, right? Joe Biden's approval rating underwater on every key issue uh, listed in the latest Economist YouGov survey. That's why you need to just ignore the polls, guys. There are going to be all these distractions and stuff. And you really, everything that comes out, that we're mainstream media, the Democrat Party, and big social media, like I've told you in the past, if they say something is misinformation or disinformation, then you know you know the truth, all right? That's it. That's true. It's been true in everything. Every story, every major story from Hunter Biden's laptop to uh, Russia collusion with Donald Trump has all been, if you see it through that lens, you will know that I am right and you are right. And ultimately, your truth will be discovered. Now, it may be discovered before November the 8th, but certainly if we turn out and we uh, take back both the houses of Congress, then it will be, the truth will be uh, known, and people will have to pay for it. So on abortion, um, it looks like, it looks like basically every, this is according to this YouGov poll here, or the Economist YouGov, uh, it found that Biden's overall approval rate underwater by 7% as the majority 51% find him unfavorable. So uh, as far as his uh, uh, stance on abortion, 35% approve, 48% disapprove. Hear that? Hear that? People who think uh, that the entire election uh, hinges on Roe v. Wade and its, uh, it's uh, uh, takedown. Uh, civil rights, 40% approve, 41% disapprove. Uh, uh, civil liberties, 39% approve, 41% disapprove. Well, it's easy because if you're a liberal, you don't have to worry about being tortured online or have your house raided by the FBI because of your political opinions. Uh, crime, 35% approved, 47% disapproved because, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats, uh, they destroyed cities around the country. They defunded the police. And there's no covering that up, by the way. There's no making up for that between now and November the 8th. The American people already know that they are done. 33% of approve of the criminal justice reform, like there is any, 47% disapprove. And the average price of the pump is raised a fifth day. And it looks like uh, they're going to go uh, much higher. 
it's going to go uh, much higher. The, uh, the Fed dramatically increased interest rates the fifth time this year. Prices had risen to $10 a gallon in June, and uh, oil prices then fell to three sixty-seven. dollars uh, Now, once again, we are seeing them raise. So uh, they're going up before the winter. And your utility bill's going through the season, too. I thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd mention that. Your utility bill's about to go, about to go through the, the roof. It's about the roof. Other bad news for uh, Biden. New poll shows the vast majority of Democrats want a different candidate to run in 2024. And I think the reason being is because Joe Biden uh, has some sort of uh, late-stage dementia. I don't know if you noticed this. He he did an interview with Scott Pelley where it was quite amorous, actually. I think uh, Joe actually might have ended up giving Scott Pelley a neck rub. But anyway, uh, Joe Biden said that, you know, he's, he's fit as a fiddle. If the fiddle is like 500 years old, not a Stradivarius, and has been run over by a truck 10 times. 35% of Democrats and Democrat-leading independents want to see Biden stick around for a second term as president, which means that uh, the people who want him to be the president are deluded to his mental and physical state and the job that he's doing, which is uh, terrible. He's doing a terrible job. And uh, most people, uh, I would venture to say, a larger percentage of Americans than not say that he's the worst president in their memory, if not in U.S. history. And then there's this as kind of a, uh, uh, a little buoy to those of you who are concerned about the uh, November election. And I am. And we have to be vigilant. We have to vote in person the day of or or, you know, early voting, the, you know, in person, and you got to use your phone like you're a journalist, be ready to go live when you see instances of voter fraud, like people stuffing uh, Mark Zuckerberg Zucker boxes or doing the, uh, the sundry crap that they pulled in uh, 2020. Uh, but uh, but this is kind of positive. Nancy Pelosi, she was at New York uh, New York City, the Global Citizen Musical Festival in Central Park. Doesn't that sound insufferable? I mean, could you even imagine going to the Global Citizen Music Festival in uh, Central Park? My God in heaven, it would it would smell of pot smoke. Uh, patchouli and body odor, kind of like the, uh, I guess, the uh, the Burning Man festival or, or an Antifa rally. Anyway, members of the audience were confused over the surprise appearance as they booed Pelosi through her speech about Congress' uh, commitment to reducing carbon emissions. Here's a little bit of Nancy Pelosi in a very friendly audience in New York City. I mean, seriously, at a global citizen music festival, I wouldn't want to be caught drunk and passed out there uh, or even just passed out there. Dear God in heaven, here's Nancy Pelosi. I couldn't talk about that. There you go. I mean, everybody there should be applauding. She's Nancy Pelosi, right? She's like a, uh, she's like the second coming of, of Satan or something. Anyway, amid the jeers, uh, she could be hearing, uh, trying to thank the crowd for coming out in support of the environment as she touted uh, America's uh, latest plan to cut car sh- carbon pollution by 40%. Uh, and uh, and she got booed. Yeah, she pretty much got uh, booed because everybody realizes it's a it's a giant load of crap, and uh, and that maybe I don't know maybe something to do with uh, all of the shutdowns and nonsense that happened in New York might have had something to do with that as well. Maybe even the people of New York City are tired of it. 
maybe if you look at uh, Democrat-controlled New York City and, and how so many people don't want to go back to work there because they're afraid of it. And you look at the, the I mean, covid of the previous mayor ruining people's lives and the cost of rent. Maybe they're, pardon me, a little sniffle there. I apologize for doing that. Couldn't get to my uh, my cough switch in time. But maybe even the people of New York City are realizing uh, all of the nonsense. Uh, not saying that, you know, they're completely uh, not down with voting for idiots like Kathy Hochul because they continually do that. That's why Eric Adams is the uh, mayor now, by the way. And uh, and he's going to, you know, continue. He's going to continue the uh, uh, the drive, you know, of New York City into the pits of hell. He's just going to take his foot off the accelerator. He's just going to put it in neutral and kind of let it coast into hell. And then, of course, the uh, cooling real estate markets around the country. Seattle saw a, a drop of 34% in sales because Democrats have made life hell there. Other uh, big cities around the country where Democrats are in charge that are seeing uh, their real estate markets implode before uh, markets like where I live in uh, in, the, in Kansas City. It's just starting to slow. But you look at uh, Sacramento, San Diego, San Jose, Denver, all of those uh, imploding. Real estate markets, uh, Bidenflation's uh, uh, clobbering union workers, yet labor bosses are sticking with Dems anyway. There's another headline today. You know, uh, and the reason being is because union bosses like the teachers' union that destroyed, and there are several of them, destroyed children's lives so the teachers' unions could continue to get paid and could get uh, continue to get money coming their way in every sh- way, shape, or form. Say we with all uh, all uh, labor unions, uh, automakers, for instance. Joe Biden did the uh, the uh, the executive order to electrify the entire federal fleet. That was a giant payoff to uh, the unions. Will it help union members? Well, uh, considering that Ford is laying off three thousand people from its uh, uh, car manufacturing division with regard to gas-powered cars. Yeah, you could see where the unions really don't give a crap about their rank and file. Yeah. History proves again and again that some of the biggest losers from high inflation are union households operating under multi-year contracts. So, uh, you know, they, they vote for uh, blue-collar union uh, workers. You know, they, the, uh, the unions, uh, they, they go all in on these big plans, and, and then inflation goes through the ceiling, and they're stuck with the same contract. So there you go. And uh, just one more, I think. I think about one more um, uh, kitchen table item before we move into the FBI. Uh, Their latest uh, attack on uh, a uh, a pro-freedom Republican, pro-life Republican. We'll get to that. But uh, the average American family has lost $4,200 in annual income since Joe Biden took office. I thought you should know that. Entirely wiping out gains made under the Trump administration, according to the Heritage Foundation. So there you go. Uh, the average American has lost about 3000 in annual purchasing power because consumer prices, which have risen 12.7% since January 2021, have spiked significantly faster than wages. Faster than wages. Yeah. In fact, uh, street cleaner uh, Fiona, uh, Fiona Santiago told the New York Post she's forced to travel from her lower Manhattan home to Brooklyn just to save money on groceries. Can't even imagine living like uh, living life in New York City right now. Unbelievable.
unbelievable. So, uh, for those of you who are concerned that uh, the American people are shifting and it looks like things are really tightening up for November, and I do believe to some degree they are, the issues that are driving Americans to vote against Joe Biden and the nonsense that he's perpetrating are still quite alive and quite well. If you want to chime in, the number is 800-922-6680. The FBI... Uh, and uh, more of its absolute abject corruption and why it needs to be uh, figuratively blown up and reinvented. Coming up on the other side of this break, you're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, so... uh, Welcome to a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. I uh, am feeling much better today. Still not 100% on voice, but uh, if you're going through kind of what uh, what I went through, then you'll know there's something going around. Maybe it starts with allergy, ends up with a cold. My kids have got it today, so uh, it's kind of strange. And I didn't get tested for COVID, nor do I plan on it, nor do I plan on getting a worthless booster, including the most recent one that was only tested on mice. Yeah, uh, you could take your vaccine and stick it. Because, uh, you know, I'm not going to do it. Oh, and I got more news on that later. We got uh, one of the uh, vaccine uh, 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 advisory board members for the uh, Biden administration is saying that teenagers and kids under the age of whatever don't even think about getting the latest booster. Kind of like trying to be cool about it. Like, oh, no, there's nothing. It's just it's not necessary. Don't get it. Oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, it's just not necessary. It's perfectly fine. Good kill everybody. You know, that kind of thing. It's always been a shakedown. It was always a put on. It was always, uh, it was always nonsense. And I started saying it in March of 2020. It's crazy. And you know, this is one of the things that I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go the hell that the federal government, local governments, COVID dictators, COVID idiots perpetrated on us. I'm not going to let it go. I want people to freaking pay for it. I want people to pay for this. I want people to pay for vaccine mandates. I want those who were fired because of vaccine mandates, those who were uh, kicked out of the military, lost their pension. I want them to, uh, to be paid. I want them to be reinstated and paid, and I want the people who perpetrated this nonsense to go through Nuremberg-style uh, hearings. I mean it 100%. Oh, hell yeah. I want the same thing with regard to the 2020 election. Steal which I haven't been able to talk about. Well, people, have, I've, I've kept talking about it. But, you know, immediately the government, the FBI, oh, that's disinformation. Well, you know, it's true. Same way with the Hunter Biden laptop. I want people who cover that. I want heads to roll. I want the, uh, the agent who has been uh, shoveled around, removed from his uh, desk job, who was in charge of that. I want him to go to jail. My, my producer, Ken Decker, is a brilliant guy. Uh, he shared with me a, a wonderful piece from uh, Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer is a comedian. Um, for those of you who follow Jim Brewer a long time, he was on SNL. He did Goat Boy. I don't remember that. And then he just became this wonderful Gen X, I'll just say Gen X comedian. One of the ways that Generation X has really impacted popular culture is, uh, is through uh, is comedy, entertainment, music. And, uh, and Jim Brewer is one of uh, the uh, men of a certain age, like me. Um, and, and I thought he had some really interesting things. Uh, my, my producer, Ken, told me uh, Jim Brewer had kind of echoed something that I have been saying, which is, 
We're done. We're done with the nonsense. We're done with all of this crap. We're done as people who have had uh, experience, uh, uh, you know, living on this planet, um, becoming uh, people who have worked for a living, people who have become fathers and, uh, and in some cases, grandparents, which I am not ready for. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, we're, we're kind of just done with all this crap. We're tired of being told how to think, uh, being told that we're wrong about things uh, and knowing that we're actually right. And knowing that we're actually right. So I'm going to play a little bit of this Jim Brewer. Might say the whole, play the whole darn thing. But here is Jim Brewer. I believe he's being interviewed by Glenn Beck about uh, COVID, COVID ESC, COVID dictators, and the hell that bureaucrats uh, and spewers of nonsense have perpetrated on the American people. You had mayors, despicable, disgusting. They're not human. They're disgusting. And they should be held accountable, all of them. Every single last one of them. Every mayor, every governor that shamed you, terrorized you, tore your family apart, made you lose your job, divided everybody. That was the most disgusting display of humanity. And these are the people that are controlling my life and your life. That you ready to let that go? I'm not ready to let it go. I want some people to pay. They're taking my money from and do whatever they want with it. I don't have a choice where my taxes go. Nope. So that time, that's how I saw it. I saw it as a complete takeover. And then in my What? Who else felt that way from the get-go of COVID? Oh yeah, me. My own house. You know, these kids are all indoctrinated. So the kids are like dad's crazy. Mhm. Hey, man, your father's putting up. And I, I saw what they were going through. Listen to this. I had nieces. You know, I had my daughter come up to me, and a niece that I love said, uh, Dad, is everything cool because everyone thinks you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're making wacky videos. And... This is how the uh, Soviet Union used to do it. They uh, turned their children against the parents, you know. I understand why it happened, but that's why I had to get that out there. And no- this is what happens when your kids go to school and they're told that everything your dad thinks is misinformation or disinformation. There's something wrong with it. Maybe he needs to be re-educated. Maybe he just needs to be re-educated. Why don't you tell him that? Thanks for sharing it with his kids. Home was talking about it. Everyone was still like, I, I, didn't, I felt we're at war. A hundred percent. This is war. However you want to describe it, it's a war in your, it's a war in your common sense. It's a war on the control of your life. And they're using words of war now, including Hillary Clinton, who calls Trump supporters uh, Hitlerians. It's the war on your spirituality. It's the war of your conscience and your mind. And it's not a game. No, nope. it's real. And unfortunately, humanity doesn't believe that evil exists. I've got more on this coming up, but uh, let that sink in. We'll be right back. It's Rob Carson show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson show. 
Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Jenna Ellis joins us at the bottom of the hour. She's a uh, former advisor to, and lawyer to President Trump, and she's got a finger on the pulse of uh, uh, everything in uh, the country. We're going to talk to her about uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid, the fallout. I remember uh, remember last week, wasn't it the end all? Donald Trump was going to jail. Letitia James said that they had uh, some uh, rock-solid proof that he borrowed money from banks and paid it back. That's what he did. He said that he overinflated the value of his properties, but none of the banks that he borrowed property uh, from said, yeah, he had overinflated. No, they just basically said, yeah, pretty good deal, and uh, we think we have the assets to cover the loan, so we're going to go ahead and give you the loan. And oddly enough, she got her little soundbite and everything, so that's all gone, right? Have we heard a damn thing since uh, from Letitia James since last week? Did it, did it blow up? Did it go crazy? This is, uh, let me see here. This is, uh, hold on one second. I've got uh, some Letitia James uh, audio from Tom Fitton. Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch. Here's uh, Tom Fitton on Newsmax over the weekend talking about Letitia James and the big probe to to take down Donald Trump for borrowing money and paying it back. You know, I'm no lawyer, but uh, we've been through this before with the Trump Foundation. They harassed Trump on his foundation, and they shut it down, and that's the goal here. And Hillary Clinton just shut down her fa- uh, her foundation when she lost the 2016 election, and she no longer was a potential, uh, had the uh, power and influence, so she took that $150 million from the Russian oligarchs that she got after signing off on the Uranium One deal as Secretary of State. See, and they got that $150 million, then when she didn't elected, it all dried up, so they just shut it down. Here, which is to shut down his major business, the Trump Organization, through which he conducts most of his real estate, you know, and other major transactions that have given him his wealth to date. And basically every person worth their salt uh, who is a legal authority has said Letitia James' charges are ridiculous. The only people who think it are good are people who are panelists or hosts on CNN or MSNBC. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're going after him over his real estate valuations, uh, which anyone who owns a home knows kind of rise and fall depending on the time of day or even the weather. Uh, so the idea that yeah, you were- tried to get a, uh, uh, a home equity loan lately. Yeah, you, you bought your house like two years ago? It's going to be a little hard. We have this extreme effort by the New York Attorney General, who, when she was running for office initially, made it, uh, she campaigned on targeting Trump. Which should uh, cause for her dismissal and removal from office. So if I were Trump, I would push back hard against this abuse of power by the Attorney General, uh, going, up af- going after him on trumped-up charges, a month or so before an election. Uh, it, it- yeah, and oh, 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 I think maybe that's the reason why she did it, don't you? Yeah, because she was trailing in the polls. It really doesn't get any worse than this. Well, maybe it does with that raid. It <laughs> turns a p- political abuse of power through this awful power that government has to prosecute people and destroy their lives. Okay. It's really- this is our James theme song. Letitia James. Why are you fan and flame? The biggest story of the year. Your suit against Trump is a travesty. You're a hack with a law degree. You should hang your head in shame, Letitia James. Where's the story today? Letitia James needs to stop playing games. Her farce will backfire soon, and she'll look like a big buffoon. And New York will put the blame on Letitia James. I hope so.
Letitia James, <laughs> your suit against Donald Trump is a waste of time. Listen up, I got some news. You got no case, you're gonna lose. I hope Trump County sues Letitia James. What about the Mar-a-Lago raid? Letitia James, what was that? How is that no cash bail working out? Pretty badly. New York crime is on the There you go. That is the uh, Letitia James theme song. Um, and, and where's the story today? If it was such a big story last week, where is the story? This is a earth-shattering story. She had a press conference. She even said a really stupid line, which was, you know, it's not about the art of the deal. It's about the art of the steal. She honestly, she's, she's been sitting on that since before her campaign started. You know that. I mean, uh, come on. You, really? Yeah. Art of the deal, art of the steal. She's been waiting for that forever. She thought that would be her campaign ad. That's why she did that last week. In case she didn't know. That, that's the reason why. There, there's no doubt about it whatsoever. Let's see if we can find that. I think I saved the line. It's so bad and so cheesy that I thought it was really funny. Uh, let's see, man. Don't drain the swamp. Oh, here it is. Here, here it is. Listen to this. Donald Trump engaged in years of illegal conduct to inflate his net worth, to achieve, to deceive banks. No. Mm-mm. And the people of the great state of New York. No, not really. No. Claiming you have money. Pay back the loans. That you do Borrowed the money. not have. Banks approved it. Uh, does not amount to the art of the deal. Yes, what is it? It's the art of the steal. Yeah, there you go. So that was her big line that she'd waited her entire career for, and it was a, uh, you know, ridiculous. Where's the story today? Where's the Mar-a-Lago raid? We're waiting for the special master to make a ruling on the affidavit. But it's all been a, a witch hunt and a joke from the beginning. And the words of Jim Brewer, I think that Americans are kind of tired of all of it. Listen, this is Jim Brewer again, in case you missed it. Comedian Jim Brewer, Gen X comedian, who is uh, wildly successful and amazingly funny. I understand why it happened, but that's why I had to get that out there. And Noam was talking about it. He was talking about COVID and the restrictions and the nonsense. Everyone was still, like, I, I, didn't, I felt we're at war. A hundred percent. This is war. Now, I said this a couple months ago. I said that if you're thinking a civil war is going to happen, you are wrong. It's already happening. The volleys are being fired. They are attempting to take you down if you are a conservative or a Trump supporter. You're thinking this is about uh, big copper shells filled with explosives? No. No, the war is already happening. And the war is when 25 or 30 agents show up at your home and arrest you in front of your kids uh, on specious charges or raid Mar-a-Lago, among other places, or ignore the burning and sacking and vandalism of crisis pregnancy uh, centers around the country. The war is already here. However you want to describe it, it's a war in your, it's a war in your common sense. It's a war on the control of your life. It's the war on your spirituality. It's the war of your conscience and your mind. And it's not a game. And it's happening around the world. People are saying, we're done with this crap. Just look at who was just elected in Italy as the premier. It's real. And unfortunately, humanity doesn't believe that evil exists. And boy, does it exist. Oh, yeah. It does. And you'd be horrified when you realize where they're all located. 
Yeah, and you know what? I've said this too, by the way. I've said this about evil and about how uh, history can repeat itself. And just because you have a $1,200 freaking phone in your pocket doesn't mean the government can't roll over you. Doesn't mean the government can't arrest you, convict you. Doesn't uh, mean the government can't exterminate you. See China. See North Korea. It's 2022 there as well. And I'm not sure some people can handle that. But I think the ones that can are very ready. Very ready. They're done. Okay. He's talking about you and me. And I said this. We are done. We are done with this transgender nonsense. We are done with all of this CRT in schools. We are done with it. We are not playing along nicely anymore. We are not letting it go. We are ready to fight. You declared the war. Now we are ready to fight. Some people can handle that, but I think the ones that can are very ready. Very ready. They're done. We are done. We are absolutely freaking done. Uh, We are, the election is already over for us. We know what we are going for. There will be no change of mind. Uh, We are going to do what we're going to do. I do have some audio I want to share. This is the the new uh, prime minister of, uh, of, of Italy. Her name is Georgia Meloni, and she is uh, set to be the first female, uh, and she's a cisgendered female. She's been a female their entire life. I know it's kind of weird. We don't see that much anymore because, you know, it's kind of weird. Anyway, uh, Meloni is uh, is saying some of the same things that that American voters are saying about what they're tired of. Now, I'm going to go ahead, and I don't have this translated, so I'm going to read the, uh, the translation of her speech. Because um, I think it's important, and I need you to hear what she said, even though it is obviously going to be in uh, in uh, in uh, Italian. So uh, here is uh, the the Prime Minister of Italy speaking about the things that she considers important. Let's fire this up. Hold on, this is for real, by the way. Not... Hold on. I'm not seeing it. Hold on. I'm... Hold on. Let's stop it. Here we go. Okay, let's start this Hold on. My computer is being weird. Hold on one second. <coughs> it has been weird. My, co- my computer has been sick, too, by the way. You know, let me see if I can... Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. We're going to take a break. I'm going to come back with her. Because when you hear some of the things she said during a, uh, a recent speech and some of the things she stands for, uh, despite the fact that the, uh, the left and the media in, uh, in Italy saying that she is the most right-wing leader since Mussolini, comparing her with fascist Mussolini, even though she's uh, very pro-life, she's very pro-border, Wait a minute. Wait, hold, hold on a second. Uh, somebody who's very pro-life and pro-border being, char- being called a fascist, that, that's kind of the same thing that Joe Biden's doing to you and me. Well, isn't that kind of weird? So maybe this isn't an organic movement in America. Maybe it's a worldwide thing. Isn't that kind of funny? We're being called fascists too, like Mussolini. And so she... I'll have her speech and her uh, translation on the other side of this. It'll make a lot of sense. Trust me, this is The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's The Rob Carson Show. Jenna Ellis will join us at the bottom of the hour. I'm a little... uh, 
I'm a little, uh, you know, confused with uh, Claritin and what's the other thing I'm taking? I'm taking another uh, allergy medication to get through, uh, you know, the day. Anyway, uh, Father of Seven Pro-Life Warrior was arrested uh, on uh, this weekend uh, in Pennsylvania. 25 to 30 FBI agents uh, raided his home in front of his children. I believe he's still in custody. We'll get to that in a few minutes, but it's more of the same nonsense. Uh, Georgia Meloni is set to become the first female prime minister of Italy. She will be the, uh, one of the country's most right-wing leaders since Mussolini. Now, let's think about this. Because Mussolini, when you think of fascism, right, you think of uh, Mussolini. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Biden has been calling MAGA Republicans fascists. And, and he does that on purpose. And this woman, who one of her slogans, are you ready for this? Because Donald Trump's is uh, make America great again. One of hers is, I'll make you proud to be Italian again. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Kind of weird. Kind of weird like that. And, and she was just swept into power and nobody expected it. Despite everybody calling her so right-wing, she's like Mussolini. It's kind of funny how that happens in, in a country like Italy. Like it could almost happen here in November. And it will. So here's a little bit of a, a speech she did. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk over her subtitles because obviously uh, most of the audience doesn't speak Italian. But it starts off with the lines, why is the family an enemy? Why is the family so frightening? Okay. There's this. Right. There is only a single answer to all of these questions. Because it defines us, because it is our identity. I think they're trying to destroy the family here, aren't they? Pretty much. Because everything that defines us is now an enemy. Listen to this. Listen to all the nonsense that the left is doing to the people of Italy and why she's been swept into power because of it. For those who would like us to no longer have an identity and to simply be perfect consumer slaves and so they attack national identity, they attack religious identity, they attack gender identity. What? This sounds kind of crazy familiar. They attack family identity. I can't define myself as Italian, Christian, woman, mother. I must be citizen X, gender X, parent one, parent two. I must be a number. It sounds like what the morons are doing at the Department of Defense, getting rid of mom and dad and getting rid of gender identity. And by the way, everybody in the military who espouses this gender identity nonsense needs to be fired and removed. Fired and removed from the Department of Defense. Goodbye. The only thing you exist for is protecting us and killing our enemies. That's it. Because when I'm only a number, when I no longer have an identity or roots, then I will be the perfect slave at the mercy of financial speculators. Lo schiavo perfetto in balia della grande speculazione finanziaria. Il consumatore. The perfect consumer. Take your vaccine and you'll like it. Buy an electric car, and you'll like it. Oh, by the way, we're going to get rid of the other cars. E 
questa è la ragione per la that's quale... That's the reason why, that's why we inspire so much fear. That's why this event inspire, inspires so much fear. Oggi facciamo tanta paura. Questa è la ragione per la quale oggi questo appuntamento fa tanta accent, paura. Love the accent, by the way. Because we do not want to be numbers, we will defend the value of the human being. Noi siamo qui per dire che noi non siamo dei numeri, noi difenderemo il valore della persona. You can say things faster in English, I just wanted you to know that. Una umana. Every single human being, because each of us has a unique genetic code that is unrepeatable. Unrepeatable. We're all individuals. And like it or not, that is sacred. We will defend it. We will defend God, country, and family. I think you know where I'm going with this. So maybe she isn't like super duper extreme. Maybe she just uh, uh, defends our traditional values. How about that? How about all this gender identity nonsense is just that? All right? Uh, here's some other things she said here. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Hold on. I'm going to try some other things. Uh, anyway, yeah, she's essentially saying what Donald Trump does at rallies. And, and if it can catch fire in Italy, then it sure as hell is going to happen here. But we have to be vigilant. We have to vote in person either early or the day of, and we have to be citizen journalists if case Joe Biden and the Democrats try to steal the election again. Oh, by the way, and, and, and uh, uh, Italy and France and other countries like that, where conservatism and family values and all of the things we've espoused, uh, identity and whatnot, uh, national identity and whatnot, are under attack and, and people are beating back against all that nonsense, including in places like Great Britain where they've just uh, put in place a new conservative premier. It's going to happen everywhere. Because not only is the class of 1968's uh, uh, plan for the world to become a Marxist utopia, uh, has it failed here? Is it doing a face plant here? It's doing that way around the world, by the way. So that's good. Father of seven and pro-life warrior arrested, uh, I, I think this was last week, late last week, uh, by 25 to 30 FBI agents for protecting his son from crude actions reportedly made against his son by an abortion ex uh, escort. Well-known pro-lifer, sidewalk counselor, father of seven, was the uh, latest victim of the U.S. Department of Justice-sponsored SWAT raid and arrested for supposed FACE Act violations at his rural home in Pennsylvania as his children looked on screaming. Matt Houck is the former and president of the King's Men, which promotes healing for victims of pornography addiction and promotes Christian virtues among men in the United States and Europe. All right? Ryan Marie, who is a homeschooled mother, explained the SWAT team of 25 to 30 agents swarmed their property with around 15 vehicles at 7.05, I believe this was Saturday morning, having quickly surrounded the house with rifles in firing position, they started pounding on the door and yelling for us to open it. Before opening the door, she uh, explained her husband tried to calm them, saying, please, I'm going to open the door, but please, my children are at home. I have seven babies in the house. They just kept pounding and screaming. They had big rifles pointed at Mark and pointed at me and kind of pointed throughout the house. For weeks and weeks, a pro-abortion protester would speak and yell at his son when they were at uh, an anti-abortion. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. Uh, joining me is uh, one of my favorite guests of all time, Jenna Ellis, is uh, live in Washington, D.C. on the Newsmax Highline. Hello, Jenna. Welcome to the show. How was your weekend? 
Great. You know, we're seeing a lot of uh, great push toward November. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm drinking a pumpkin spice latte. So what could be better than that? <laughs> exactly. And I will tell you, for as much as Democrats have tried to destroy Washington, D.C., uh, D.C. in the fall is uh, is is lovely. Uh, let's talk about I, I want to get into this uh, this uh, uh, new uh, prime minister of Italy and also this uh, raid of Mark Hauck, uh, who is a uh, pro-life uh, 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 protester. I want to get to that in a minute. I want to talk a little bit about what happened uh, last week uh, and what's happened the last uh, six weeks or seven weeks. Uh, it started with Joe Biden going on vacation with the raid of Mar-a-Lago, which, uh, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It was a uh, extension of the political witch hunt that's been going on in our country against Donald Trump for going on seven years. And then it culminated last week with Letitia James using a line that she, I probably had before her campaign, where she said it's not the art of the deal, it's the art of the steel. She thought that would be a headline, but I'm not seeing the story today. I think the only people who really think she's spot on are CNBC, uh, MSNBC, and CNN panelists or hosts. What are your thoughts on those two before we go into the next witch hunt from the uh, FBI? Yeah, well, she's just a tool of the radical left that is using her own political office and public office to advance uh, her politics and attack political opponents. And of course, this is not what any attorney general's office uh, should be doing. They shouldn't be using public resources and tax dollars uh, simply to target their political opponents. And so what's what's actually hilarious about this, Rob, is yeah. that with all of the vast resources that she has as New York State's attorney general over three years with all of these intensive investigations and you know donald trump is probably the most investigated person <laughs> in america yeah. all she could come up with is this really little civil suit saying oh you know he he gave a different valuation of his property than i think he should have yeah. and but you know we're going to refer the rest of the stuff to to the irs but you know hey i'm, I'm going to try to get trump yes. with less than 50 days before my campaign and and what's so ridiculous about this just from a legal perspective who who's complaining none of the no. banks that he borrowed from are even complainants it's not like they asked the attorney general to look into it or they have civil suits they got paid back so what's her beef the only thing that she has against him is that his name is donald trump and she you can see just the vitriol yeah. in her voice and yeah. it's it's Amazing. Now, you're an attorney, and, and I remember when she ran for AG, the only thing she ever really espoused was prosecution of Donald Trump without charges, without anything there, never saying, hey, because of this, I'm going to go after this. It was just, A, she believed that the election was stolen by Donald Trump in 2016, which would make her an election denier. Thank you very much. But her job, to get her job, it was all about payback for the perceived theft of the election. Isn't it amazing? You can't say that you thought there were improprieties in the 2020 election, which there are volumes of them but she ran on it for crying out loud yeah and and her position as the attorney general it's not even like you're in a political office where you can say you know going into into congress or something hey we're going to make sure that our democrat colleagues in congress their agenda isn't passed you something that's actually legitimate even if it smacks of you know overt partisan rhetoric yeah. you know but here to say that she's using law enforcement and the justice system 
to run her campaign to say that she's targeting a private citizen. Yeah. I mean, it's just is it, incredible. And so, you know, and of course, he was president at the time in 2018 that she said that. But to say that, that her sole goal is to figure out what crime he might have committed so she can go after him is the classic targeting a person. Yes. And then figuring out the crime. Yeah, and that's and that's old school Soviet so Union kind of crap. It, it is, yeah. show me the man, I'll show you the crime. Dear God in heaven, do we have to, you know, and, and, and it's funny because the Democrat Party is using the same Marxist playbook. They, they uh, Joe Biden said it's not who uh, votes, it's who count the votes. That is a, a line from Joseph Stalin. Uh, disinformation comes from Joseph Stalin, 1923. Just look it up if you don't believe me. This is all an old playbook, and, and another part of the playbook is going after your political opponents in that fashion. Uh, uh, there are other uh, races going on in my country. I know you're involved with uh, with Doug Mastriano's campaign. You are uh, a legal counsel with Doug Mastriano running for governor of the state of Pennsylvania. I think he's been one, running a terrific campaign. It's not a shouting match. He's presenting everything very even keeled. He's making uh, the uh, the powers that be in, uh, in, in uh, the state of uh, uh, Pennsylvania nervous. Uh, you had mentioned there's some sort of a New York Times headline about Doug, this morning you wanted to mention? Yeah, and, and speaking of, you know, it's not a shouting match. It's because uh, little Josh Shapiro is yeah. too scared to even debate him. So yes. there's not even a conversation going on, much less yeah. a shouting match. And, of course, uh, Shapiro owes it to Pennsylvania voters to uh, actually participate in a fair debate. And, Rob, it's it's crazy. He even rejected selecting his own moderator for the debate and getting wow. questions in advance. Yeah. Doug offered him that and said, as long as I get to pick a moderator, too. And by the way, I don't even need the questions in advance because I'm fine answering anything. Wow. And Josh Shapiro still refused. Yeah. So he clearly can't run on his own record. He doesn't want to answer for suing nuns, for masking children, for destroying the Pennsylvania economy and small businesses. But mainstream media can't handle all that. Of course, they can't handle the truth. So today's headline in The New York Times is, quote, Mastrana's sputtering campaign. No what? TV ads, tiny crowds, little money. Uh, they want to make it sound like, you know, he's just and they, they literally call it a ragtag campaign as if, you know, he's out there just, you know, wildly searching for support rather than being the Republican nominee in the most important gubernatorial race in the country. But this is exactly what mainstream media does is they try to belittle and discredit political opponents so that people think, oh, I don't want to then go out and support. I don't want to have a master on a sign in my yard because, you know, maybe people will laugh yeah. at me. I mean, that's all exactly. that they try to do. And exactly. there is so much support. If you drive through Pennsylvania, yeah. which I've done a lot in the last uh, few months for Mastriano, so many signs, so much support, huge rallies, a ton of optimism. He is headed for victory, but it's going to be because the people of Pennsylvania know that. Uh, not because the Republican establishment is supporting him. And I'm calling yeah. out the Republican Governors Association, by the way, yeah. for not supporting him. That's the only thing that the New York Times piece got right, and they should be ashamed of themselves for that. Yeah, it is, uh, it's ridiculous. And by the way, I do believe a ragtag bunch of uh, soldiers uh, actually founded the United States of America and kicked Britain's ass. I mean, maybe I'm just reading the wrong thing into history here. But, uh, you know, as far as ragtag, and I'll tell you also, uh, as far as Doug's rallies are concerned, I've seen a bunch of them, and he gets great crowds for a goober.
gubernatorial uh, 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 appearance. I think he's getting great crowds and excitement. And also, I'll mention this whole not debating is not exclusively to this race. We also saw this with uh, with uh, Shrek, who's running for uh, Senate against uh, uh, Dr. Oz. He's refusing to debate until well into the absentee voting, two weeks out. Uh, also, Dan Cox, uh, he wants to debate Westmore, but Westmore is saying, oh, yeah, Dan Cox is a white supremacist. I'm not going to stand on stage with this is nonsense. They know they're going to get keel-hauled when it comes to debating the issues because everybody in the world knows the Democrat Party is on the wrong side of history with everything they perpetrated on us the last decade. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's just it, it's so frustrating to see how the Democrats are just ignoring uh, the fact that they actually need to campaign. And it's it's actually embarrassing of them. And it's and it's also really disrespectful to the voters because you see, you know, Katie Hobbs out in Arizona yes. who's running against Kari Lake. She's refusing to debate. You're yep. seeing, you know, Gretchen Whitmer and Tudor Dixon, um, you know, also up in Michigan. I mean, so, you know, a lot of these races, you're just seeing the Democrats trying to take a, a page out of Joe Biden's playbook and say, you know what, we can just kind of run from our basement and we think that we can pretend that we are kind of these moderate positions when in fact they are the radical extreme left yeah. and i don't think anyone's buying it anymore no. because all that does is put them squarely in joe biden's camp that nobody likes nobody likes the economy right now nobody likes the overly weaponized doj and the fbi nobody likes the fact that they're targeting christians in pennsylvania right now by the way yeah. and nobody likes this the trajectory of the nation there was a survey done that 77 percent or so of americans are saying that they think that this nation is on the wrong track 77%. I don't wow. know, yeah. you know where, where the other uh, percentage of Americans actually think, you know, maybe they think it's just a little bit on the wrong track, yeah. but I think yeah. it's wildly off. And well, everybody knows that, and we're going to see a red wave in November, but everyone has to get out. Well, vote. the thing is, Jenna, and I've been saying this, is that uh, I know that at least 70% of Democrats think the country is going in the wrong direction. And I think if we can agree on a lot of things, we will disagree on some of the minutiae, but we're never going to to, to say the uh, the far left in this country, the uh, the Marxist class of 1968, their dream is doing a plant. But I tell you, the one thing that has not worked, the class of 1968, all of the people who are who are uh, doing this, and, and, and it's a worldwide movement. You know this as well as I do. This is a worldwide leftist movement. And it's, it's not working. It's not resonating with people. And people are saying no. We saw this with the, uh, the uh, now it looks like they're going to have the first female prime minister in, uh, in Italy. They're comparing her to Mussolini, who was a fascist. And oddly enough, Jenna, I think Joe Biden called uh, Donald Trump and and uh, MAGA Republicans fascists. It's kind of weird how that happens. Kind of kind of like it's happening all over the place. Right. And they're, all they're doing, though, is projecting, because if you actually look at the definition of fascism and extreme authoritarianism and using uh, the executive branch uh, powers in order to simply control your population, it's actually Joe Biden and the leftists that are the fascists, the authoritarians and the ones who are using emergency powers for overt control and the executive branch thinking that they can just legislate wherever. And so this is just more of the Democrats who want to use all of these pejoratives uh, against the Republicans when it's them that's actually doing the conduct. I don't care what they call or label him. I mean, they, yeah. they can't even properly label a woman anymore, right? So <laughs> it doesn't matter what they call anybody. Yes. What matters is the truth of reality. Yeah. And the reality is they just want control. They want to control you. They want to control me. And you're seeing 
a rejection of the far left, not just here in America, but globally. And I think that is truly exciting to see that it's not just America that is centered and focused on fundamental truths and human rights and making sure that government is held in its proper limited power. But we're now seeing this in Italy. We're seeing other countries rise up. You're seeing the rejection of the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. Yeah. This is actually really encouraging. All right. So, uh, Jenna, can you uh, can you hold on and let that plane land? Uh, <laughs> That's really loud. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, I'd like to talk about this uh, raid of the home of a uh, pro-life support Mark Houck in Pennsylvania on the other side of the break. Can you hold on a second? Absolutely. All right, very good. More with Jenna Ellis coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's The Rob Carson Show. In the words of uh, comedian Jim Brewer that I shared earlier today, yeah, we're done. We are done. We're done with this nonsense. Uh, Jenna Ellis, who is a uh, uh, Trump uh, advisor, attorney, a political pundit, among other things, is working with Doug Mastriano in the state of uh, in the state of Pennsylvania as well. Joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Uh, I want to talk about this Mark Houck. He is the for- uh, the founder of uh, the King's Men, which is a um, a group that helps to heal the victims, uh, uh, get men off of pornography, promote. Christian Virtues is uh, pro-life, and they would go and protest outside of a, an abortion uh, clinic, and he and his son were uh, constantly harangued by uh, apparently one man who called him every sorts of name, uh, uh, and uh, so this guy approached his son, and Mark shoved him away. Uh, the guy decided to sue Mark for shoving him away, and a, a court actually tossed it because it was said it was nonsense, but apparently that case has been turned over to the FBI, and it culminated in an FBI raid with guns drawn at his home. Uh, Jenna, what do you know about the latest developments in this story? And it sounds kind of familiar, kind of like Mar-a-Lago, kind of like uh, Peter Navarro, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, you know, the FBI is clearly telling the American public the raids will continue until morale improves. Yes. And that's the big <laughs> message from them. And it's it's completely Um, Again, weaponizing the FBI, it is trying to intimidate anyone who is conservative, anyone now who is pro-life. I mean, you know, this guy is even so well outside of the traditional kind of Trump orbit um, to have this happen and to take something that was tossed out of a civil court that at best might have been misdemeanor battery worthy of probation for like three months at best. But I'm glad it got laughed out of court to now have. All of these, you know, 25 to 30 FBI agents come in with his family and his children there. It was an an intimidation tactic. It was absolutely wrong. Um, It was unethical. It was an overuse of the law. And Doug Mastriano had a really great statement um, saying, quote, the continued weaponization of the FBI and persecution by Joe Biden's DOJ against ordinary Americans is an outrage. He also promised as governor, I will not allow the police state of Joe Biden to enforce his persecution against his political enemies on sacred Pennsylvania soil, not on my watch, unquote. So that full statement is all over our social media um, on Doug's social media. Follow him at Doug Mascherano on Twitter, everywhere else. 
Um, but also, I have to ask, you know, where is Josh Shapiro on this? The sitting attorney general yeah. of the state is not even commenting on this. And a lot of people are going, oh, well, you know, this is an FBI case. It's federal versus state, Jenna. And it's like, well, duh. But to have the sitting AG not comment on the political nature and not say, you know, I'm working with the governor, Tom Wolf, to see, you know, if this is an overreach into state sovereignty, they're just letting this go. And so yeah. what does that tell you? about this so-called moderate candidate. He is in the pocket of Joe Biden. Yeah. He is part of the radical left. And only someone like Doug Mascherano will actually stand up for Pennsylvania state sovereignty and say, sorry, FBI, this is such a political overreach. You can't do it. Well, you know, you've heard the expression that first they came for blank and I said nothing. I mean, honestly, that's what this is. This is what's going on. We have 25 to 30 FBI agents, guns drawn for uh, process crimes with regard to Peter Navarro, uh, with regard to uh, Roger Stone. Uh, and then you've got this guy. This guy is at a, uh, a pro-life um, uh, uh, event with his son. This uh, creep kept saying inappropriate things to the kid like, your dad's an F word, which is a pejorative for a homosexual male, uh, and also a cigarette, you know, back in the old-timey days. Uh, and so this finally, just this guy kind of shut away said, get away from my kid. Now, I could speak from experience because, and I've shared the story, I was at the turkey trot in Washington, D.C. about 10 years ago when, uh, when Occupy Wall, uh, Wall Street was there with no point and supported by by George Soros money. And this jackweed comes up and starts harassing my, at the time, 12-year-old son, saying, your dad's a whatever, your dad's a whatever. And I, you know, I, I said, get, and it could have got ugly, but that's the kind of thing. This guy, he just said, get away from my kid. Court tossed it, and the FBI thought they'd have enough to go after this man at his home, literally saying, I've got seven kids here, back off. And the police went, they kept pounding on the door. What would happen if dad goes down to the door and he's a concealed carry and he's wondering what the hell's going on and all of a sudden the FBI sees it, dad gets killed in front of his kids. Well, and you have to wonder, you know, what did the FBI actually think or, or expect or even want to have happen with something like that when they go, you know, clearly knowing that he has seven kids at home and there's no justification here at all. I mean, it is such an abuse of power and it's such an overreach and it's it's the purpose of it can only be for the court of public opinion. Yeah. And in order yeah. to intimidate people and to say, if you stand up for your family, yeah. for God, for your country, we're coming after. Yeah, well, I think it's going to fail uh, here like it is done in Italy, where it is done in England, where it's going to continue to do it. Jenna, I greatly appreciate your time. Uh, you know, best oh, of luck. To join you. Always great to join you, Rob. Keep up the good fight. And, uh, you know, I so appreciate your voice and you're one of the best and really appreciate that you will stand up courageously for truth. Well, I hope to be broadcasting in uh, Washington, D.C., possibly the week during the election. If that's the case, we will all be celebrating. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. We're not gonna take it. They shut down our country. No, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Last hour of The Rob Carson Show right ahead. I'm sorry I missed uh, Friday. It was a little under the weather. 
Amber Ethy filled in. I do greatly appreciate it. Uh, and uh, so I'm back. I'm back and better than ever. Yeah. Seriously. Woo. Okay. So uh, a lot of stuff to get to. I, I did kind of find it funny that uh, Italy has a new prime minister. Her name is Georgia Meloni. Georgia Meloni. You got to speak like that. When you speak in Italian, you know, you're just like it is. That's what you got to do. Tuck your head. Lola Brigida. That's a Bugs Bunny reference. So she's 45 years old, head of the uh, Nationalist Brothers of Italy party. Wait a minute. That's Aren't those cisgendered males? Anyway, uh, it, it's, her slogan uh, was, I'll make you proud to be Italian again. <laughs> I mean, think this is, this is fantastic. So she's, she's pro-family. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen. So uh, literally uh, about a month ago, maybe this is when uh, uh, the Biden administration knew that she was going to win. All right, knew that she was going to win. Uh, they they decided to call uh, MAGA Republicans fascists, and and the last fascist in charge of uh, Italy was Benito Mussolini, and they're they literally the Italian press is calling is considering her to be uh, as right wing as Mussolini, who's a fascist. So, the same crap is going on there. As here, if you think it's organic, you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. The class of 1968 was guides it here. Uh, you know, this, this uh, new world order, for lack of a better uh, term, is, is what's driving it internationally. But positive is the rejection is universal. People are going, uh, no, I don't freaking think so. Not even remotely interested. Not one little bit. Now, and, and oddly enough, Jim Gossett actually came up with, created a theme song for Georgia Maloney. This is the first, I believe, the first theme song for an Italian prime minister ever in talk radio. Ever. First time. Right here. She's a Trump Republican in Italy. Italy elected Georgia Maloney. That's not phony Maloney. A real conservative. No, she isn't a phony. No, she's not. Bologna. Paper ballots, voter ID. No cheat by mail in Italy. This is what they're doing there. Yeah. If we ran elections like Italians do, a same day vote, the count is true. There's We'd that. be solid red without a trace of blue. <laughs> Things will change under Georgia Maloney. <laughs> She's not full of baloney. How do you say BS in Italian? She ran on God and family. And making her country legal free. Italy's moving to the right. Georgia's not afraid to fight. I hope in November that we'll see the light. There you go. That's uh, Georgia Maloney. Themes I don't think it's ever been done in talk radio ever. Uh, here, here's a here's some lines from Georgia Maloney. I want you to listen to this. And realizing her slogan was "Make you proud to be Italian again." Yes to natural families. No to the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ lobby. Yes to sexual identity. No to gender ideology. Yes to the culture of life. She's pro-life. She wants babies to live. Yes to safer borders. Shut up! That's almost like Donald Trump. No to mass immigration. Yes to work for our people. And she just stomped the crap out of her opponent in Italy. It's crazy. Plus, he got the endorsement of the Mario Brothers. Uh, they were really popular over there. Uh, let's go to Monty. He is a truck driver in Bama. 
Uh, Monty, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? You sound great, Rob. Well, Thanks, bro. FBI agents, these sheriffs, they get up there and they violate uh, U.S. Code 18, Section 242. It is a crime to uh, violate someone's rights under color of law. And that sheriff down in uh, Texas, he just got up there and said, hey, uh, you know, uh, we're just going to do what we're going to want to, and uh, we're just going to violate people's rights. There's nothing you can do about it. And now these FBI agents, they're basically doing the same thing. He was already kicked out of court, so how can yep. they come back and do the same thing? Why don't these people like uh, Colonel Mastriano, why doesn't he get up there and say, hey, guess what? When I take over, we're going to have investigations and see where these jerks violated the law. That is a well, felony. Well, uh, Monty, Monty, Monty uh, Jenna Ellis did, uh, did uh, actually uh, hint at that this morning, and that's part of the uh, Mastriano platform. He did come out certainly against the raid of the uh, pro-life protester in Pennsylvania, and that's part of his, uh, his, his platform, one of the things that he's going to do when he becomes the, uh, the governor. So I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But honestly, have you ever seen a time where so many were raided by the FBI wholesale, guns drawn like this? This is very Stasi-esque, wouldn't you say? Well, I would say I have seen something like that in history books. And actually, they were the fastest, and they were working for Mussolini at the time, and yeah. also Hitler. Yeah, exactly, Monty. Monty, uh, what kind of you, long-haul trucker? Yes, I am. And uh, how's that going for you? Diesel fuel still five bucks where I am. How's how's it handling? How's it working for you? Rob, it's like this. I'm a company driver, so I don't worry about the price of fuel. But gotcha. I'm thinking about getting a huge magnetic sign putting on the back of my truck saying, "I will not go to California. Will not go to New York. Will not go to Washington D.C. Yes. Let them eat cake." Boom. Duke Monty, I love it. That's what I've said. We need to have people like you say, not going to Washington, D.C. Let them experience the crap that we're going through. Buddy, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Uh, Monty, let me ask you this real quick. I've been talking about doing what I call uh, a We the People walkout. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about something like that if, if the time uh, it would allow and if, if things get as bad as they are, uh, you know, as I think they're going to get? Rob, I've got a little farm, and I haven't had a vacation in a long time. Uh, when, the, when the people start walking, I'm with them. All right, brother. Well, you hang in there. I wish you the very best. do appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Brian in Columbia, Maryland. Hello there, Brian. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, bro? Good afternoon, Rob. Uh, yes, sir. The question's been going on and on and on, but I don't hear anybody else ask the question. What We're going after all these people that are significant threats against the Biden administration. <laughs> yes. How come in all this time I never heard one single person say we're going after George Soros like they went after Julian Assange? Can you explain that to me? Well, because there are a lot of leftists in this country who are completely funded with George Soros money. There are a lot of AGs in this country completely funded by uh, George Soros money. That's why, because George, George Soros is money, money, money to the left in this country. He funded the entire summer of 2020, for crying out loud, on top of also putting these radical AGs in charge of, of uh, different municipalities and states. That's why, Brian. Okay. That's yeah. it. He's well, money, money, well, money, man. You got us. I want a money right. trail. All right, thanks for the call, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Here's Hillary Clinton talking about Trump supporters. And, you know, by the way, um, I'm done. I'm just going to say it again. I am done. 
I'm done with this rhetoric. I'm done being called these names. Uh, if you call me a fascist, if you call me a white supremacist, I will, I will hug it and I will name it George. And then I'll say two words to you. And the, the first one's one I can't say on the radio. And the other one is you. All right? I'm done with it. I'm done with this happy American grandma. That's what she is. She and Nancy Pelosi are happy American grandmas. You figure out the acronym. Here is uh, Hillary Clinton saying that uh, Donald Trump at a speech last week where he draws huge, huge amounts of people. Uh, Donald Trump is Hitlerian. I remember as a, as a young student, you know, trying to figure out. Now, this is the one when she did an internship for Saul Alinsky, whose book, Rule for Radicals, he actually thanked Satan. All right? Uh, that, he's the father of all of the crap going on in this country, and she's citing that man. How did people get basically um, drawn in by Hitler? How did that happen? And I'd watch newsreels, and I'd see this. I remember when uh, Barack Obama uh, said, we're not going to have my uh, nomination party in just a regular auditorium. We're going to have them at the football coliseum in Denver. And they put up Doric columns, just like, a, I don't know, a rally that Al, uh, Adolf Hitler would have. And, and then everybody held their hands up in an O, in like this sign for an O, kind of, uh, kind of Hitlerian, wouldn't you say? This guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought, what's happened to these people? Why did they believe that? Um, there's been uh, some uh, debate about a recent Trump rally where people held their hand up in the air. Now, if you've ever been to a, a, a big church service, you know, usually an evangelical church service, when you are praying or when they do a call to prayer, you raise your hand up in the air. The Democrat Party is trying to make it sound. They're using a still shot to say those people are doing a Hitlerian salute. And I'm going to tell you, you want to mess with that, you better be ready for a fight. You want to mess with that, you'd better be ready to fight. You better be ready to back up what you just said about me and millions of other Christians around the country. Because we will not be prepared to a godless fascist, which is the kind of government you support. How dare you? How dare you try to turn things on us and act like holding our hands to God, who we recognize is the father of all of our rights and all of our existence, and the left has nothing but disdain for. How dare you say that our call to prayer, where we raise our hand to heaven and we thank God, is Hitlerian. Screw you, lady. Absolutely screw you. You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. I thought You are a sick, sick, sick human being. How dare you? What is going on? So there is... These are, war, these are words of war. She's doing this to get a response. Certainly, she's gotten me pissed off, obviously. But that's what this is. It's this passive-aggressive, boy, it sure looks hilarious. Boy, those Trump supporters. A uh, real pressure, and I think, I think it is fair to say we're in a struggle between democracy and autocracy. Now, she didn't say good and evil, by the way. She said democracy. We're not a democracy. Now, I want you to listen real quick to some words. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play them on the other side of this break. I'm going to play a little bit of audio from a Trump rally and a little bit of audio from uh, Joe Biden the last couple of months, including from his speech where he bathed Independence Hall in blood red and called uh, Republicans, uh, MAGA supporters, and Donald Trump fascists and enemies of the state. 
All right? I'm going to have that on the other side of this break. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's The Rob Carson Show. You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. I thought, what is going on? So there is a... You wretched, awful woman. Meanwhile, we've got Frau Blucher. Okay, we, we've got Frau Blucher here, by the way. Uh, who is who she is? She's Frau Blucher from uh, Young Frankenstein. And, uh, and she's wearing black leather, and she's sitting in a chair like she always does. And she's saying that Trump supporters with her hands in the air, in, in not a salute to Donald Trump, but in, in an acknowledgement of a God that's higher than us, above us. That's what you do when you are given a call to prayer. That's when, when and Donald Trump delivered a, a powerful address, and people raised their hands in the air not to worship him in any way, shape, or form. And how dare you, you, you awful, awful woman, you happy American grandma from hell. Honestly, I just, I, I, like I said, done. Done, done, done. Now, I played the, the Jim Brewer uh, earlier. Uh, done. Done. Now, Mama Bear has, has been able to, and Mama Bear has stepped up and, and has said, enough with this crap with regard to schools. Enough with this crap with regard to CRT. Enough with this crap about transgenderism. Mama Bear shook up school board meetings, but Papa Bear is home and he's sick and tired of all this crap. And it is time for uh, the adults in the room to assert their power with regard to uh, their uh, saying that they, their freedom of speech is guaranteed. Don't try to shut me up. And when somebody in your household, for instance, tries to shut you down with talking points they bring home from school, you kindly just remind them who the father is and uh, nonsense. How about that? How about a little bit of that? Because that's happening, too. That's happening a lot, too. And I honestly, I'm kind of uh, done with that, too. I mean, I've kind of, you know, I've used the analogy with regard to, uh, and I'll just go ahead and just say this largely. I'll just say, because we talk a lot about Mama Bear. We don't talk a lot about a lot Papa Bear, right? And Papa Bear is kind of sat here as, you know, whatever kid came home and said, hey, you know, uh, Julie is now uh, Jimmy, and she's suddenly a guy. And, uh, and then whoever became a lesbian today, but they're really not. They're actually whatever, transgendered or whatever. I don't know what the hell. And then finally, Papa Bear kind of sitting there, kind of like, okay, all right, all right, all right. And then finally, there's a point where Papa Bear, and I've used this analogy too. You ever seen those videos with Richard Attenborough where he shows the big lion, and he's sitting there on the savanna, and he's, you know, got the big mane. And the little cubs are over there and just punching, just pushing them, just pushing them a little bit, just like, hey, hey, you know, trying to prove their, you know, their worth, you know. And then the same thing happens with those big silverback gorillas and the daddy gorilla, you know, sitting there and the little gorillas trying to be beating his chest and punching them on and on. And eventually uh, the, the, uh, the uh, you know, the lion and the, and the gorilla just say, you know what, enough. And they knock the little uh, cub or the little uh, baby gorilla on its ass. Because you got, you just, you got, I've had enough. Uh, you know, I let you kind of feel this out. I, you know, I let you kind of think, oh, you know, pronouns and all that crap. And I didn't really say a lot, but now we're kind of done. And I think this is uh, true for all uh, common sense loving Americans, but I just want to focus on the dads. Because so much time has been spent on the moms. And nothing against the moms. Thank you for doing your due diligence. Thank you for turning things around. Thank you for getting things out on the table like CRT and transgender nonsense. Now let's all get together and beat the crap out of all this other stuff that makes no sense. Makes no sense. 
Here's uh, some Trump rally uh, video from the rally that Hillary Clinton was talking about. Listen to the words of this Hitlerian. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we're on together has only just begun. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country. Oh, yeah, that means you want to put Jews in uh, into uh, ovens, for sure. I mean, that, it doesn't get more Hitlerian than that. Again, we are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious... That is so divisive, the way he's bringing people together in that sentence. Okay, all right, there's something else. There'll be more stuff in here. Trust me, it gets really bad. It's American nation. So with the help of everyone here today and citizens all across our land, we will make America powerful again. Yeah, Nazist. Yeah, being a Nazi. We will make America wealthy again. Oh, yeah, that's totally Nazi rhetoric there. We will make America strong again. Sure, strong and almost exclusively white. We will make America proud again. That's, uh, that's clearly a dog whistle for racism. We will make America safe again. That's, that's clearly racist. And we will make America great again. Oh, yeah, I totally see the comparisons with Hitler by, uh, by Hillary Clinton. Meanwhile, here's some highlights from Joe Biden. He's much more not like uh, Hitler. You know, I mean, he's, he's just, uh, just a big, lovable teddy bear. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic we must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our... Just uh, do me a favor real quick here. When he says MAGA Republicans, just replace it with the word Jews or Uyghurs. I'm not kidding. Our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. We just have to vote. Vote. Hitler did a lot of yelling, too, by the way. Vote and make sure no one ever has the opportunity to steal an election again. You stole the election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's, uh, you know, here's, here's Donald Trump. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we're on together. Yeah, which one sound a little more Hitlerian there, uh, uh, Hillary? And I got to tell you, I, I don't like using uh, that uh, that comparison unless it's real, unless there are real comparisons to be made, and I have made real comparisons to that. But what she did on stage there is so passive aggressive, which is a tool of the left, and so ungodly, ungodly dangerous. It results in things like eighteen-year-olds being run over by Democrats in North Dakota among other things, and baseball-playing Republicans being shot on a field by uh, Bernie Sanders supporters. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're trying to do. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's The Rob Carson Show. Standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought, what's happened to these people? Why did they believe that? You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows 
of yuck. He doesn't rant and rave. That's a lie. That's bullcrap. Honestly, I'll tell you what. I, I, uh, I'm just done. I'm just so damn done. I'm done explaining myself. I'm trying to try to defend my position. I'm just done. Done with this nonsense. Done with this attack on uh, me, my family, our country, our country's sovereignty. We're done. We're done with this crap. It's being rejected worldwide, and it's going to so beyond get uh, its rear end kicked in November. It's not even funny. And people like Hillary Clinton, dear God, how dare you? How dare she would say of people who are witnessing? And I'm not saying they are. uh, People were in the audience of the Trump rally. Donald Trump was talking about God. He delivered a brilliant speech, by the way. A brilliant, wonderful, uh, even-keel speech, a uniting speech, more so than anything a Democrat has done in recent history since uh, maybe JFK. And uh, and this uh, happy American grandma is uh, sitting in a black leather uh, uh, outfit in a chair saying that Trump supporters who raise their hands to the sky. And generally, when, when somebody is witnessing on stage, and I'm not a big evangelist, I'm not trying to proselytize and all that, but if, if somebody is, is witnessing on stage and, and I feel what they're feeling, I'll raise my hand to the sky. It's not to for the person who's on stage, it's to God. And that's what, how dare she do that? Do you realize what she just did? You sick, awful woman, and she knows the truth too. That only Marxists and leftists raise their hands to salute the people who are on stage. Okay? When Barack Obama ran, and when he accepted the, uh, the nomination in 2008, he was at this uh, big stadium. It wasn't big enough. He needed to make it bigger. Put Doric columns. Made it look very much like Munich. I'll be honest. It really did. You want a comparison? You want a comparison? How about that? I remember it. I remember the people being lined up in rows just like they did in Munich. And then I saw people raise their hands and make an O for Obama above their heads. And then Obama would stand there and somebody would pass out because they were so overwhelmed by the greatness on stage. They would pass out in the audience and Barack Obama would say, it's okay. It just kind of happens. I'm that great. I'm almost like Jesus. Oh, God. No, he never really said that. But, you know, how many made that comparison? And Hillary Clinton calls you and me <laughs> Hitlerian syncophats raising our hands in salute when we're raising our hands to God. How dare you? Awful, awful, awful human being. This just, uh, honestly. What was it? Where's my Bar- Breitbart? Here, here's my line from Andrew Breitbart, which I have to say. This is where I am right now as far as being called names, as far as people like Hillary Clinton saying that we're Nazis, as far as Joe Biden calling us fascists, as, as far as these radical uh, spewers of nonsense uh, in schools, uh, CRT promoters, sexualization of children promoters, those people who say you can't say anything about the election, those people who say that there was nothing to uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. I say this. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, f*** you. War. Yeah, kind of done. I'm not going to debate, uh, you know, well, the nuance of something that was said. If somebody says something like that, I'm going to call her out on it. There's been a lot of uh, debate, and, and I'm the only person in talk radio, I believe, who has never accepted the, uh, the 2020 election. Never have. Because I saw what happened on the night of the election. 
And then the next morning, woke up, Joe Biden suddenly, uh, despite the fact he didn't uh, uh, poll particularly well, and uh, he uh, ran out of his basement, and uh, I could go on and on and on, but somehow he won. And, and he did it with uh, $400 million of uh, Mark Zuckerberg's money. He did it with the FBI colluding with Facebook and Twitter and news agencies to shut down discussion of the Hunter Biden laptop before the election. We know that. It is absolutely true. The guy who was in charge of the investigation has been removed from his duty at the FBI. I have always said the election of 2020 was screwed, and I think Joe Biden stole it. You know why? Because I have evidence, I have common sense, I have a live experience, and I have the first freaking amendment, which allows me to have an opinion that differs from the federal government. I also had an opinion on hydroxychloroquine. I took hydroxychloroquine when I had COVID. Uh, the FBI, or not the FBI, the, the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party said, no, you can't talk about hydroxychloroquine. You can't talk about hydroxychloroquine as a uh, prophylaxis with regard to COVID, even though it worked on uh, 300 million people in the province of Uttar Pradesh in India. It did wonderful things for it, and it's been prescribed at least a half a billion times world over, but the government decided you couldn't talk about it. And the government uh, decided you couldn't talk about, uh, you thought that, that Russia collusion was between Hillary Clinton and the Russians and not Donald Trump. That was verboten too. Bleep you. I have every right to say these things. You can't shut me down for having an opinion. And I'm surprised that so many who do what I do for a living bent over and took it. You can't say that. Oh, really? I can't? Oh, yes, I can. I can say whatever I darn well please. Now, my boss may want to fire me afterwards. Former Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania election worker Leah Hoops, an investigator, uh, an investigator Gregory Stenstrom, released Parallel Election, a blueprint for deception uh, recently. The book documents in great detail with irrefutable evidence the massive election fraud that was perpetrated against the citizenry of the United States. I would assume this book will never become a New York Times bestseller because no matter how many copies it sells, it won't show up on the list like uh, uh, Dick Morris's new book is not showing up, even though it's selling many more copies than the best-selling books on the New York Times. Because they literally have gone that far where they adulterate the New York Times bestseller books so they can suppress the purchase of conservative books. Dick Morris's book is called The Return, by the way. And you can get it for free. Just throwing this in there. TheReturn911.com. You'll get it there. You'll get signed up for the Newsmax newsletter. TheReturn911.com. You'll get a copy of the book. So anyway, uh, the far-left officials running local elections around the country forced the GOP poll watchers into small pens where they could not witness the counting of the ballots. This was shown by uh, thousands of hours of uh, of video evidence, all refuted by the mainstream media, all completely uh, discounted out of hand before any evidence was presented to a judge and jury, by the way. Common tactic used in swing states by far-left officials during the 2020 election. This is Leah Hoops. 
She is an investigator and a uh, Pennsylvania election worker talking about uh, what happened when she was observing the election in 2020. And by the way, there are at least a couple thousand people who swore uh, on aff- sworn affidavits they saw the same stuff happen around the country. Um, so it really started uh, early in the morning. I was actually at my precinct. I'm a committee woman in my township. And um, there was just, it was a complete mess from from seven o'clock in the morning on. Uh, our scanners were not working. Uh, they were having a hard time taking the ballots. Uh, so it would take like five, six, seven times. Um, so it uh-huh. started there. Um, and then we ended up at the counting center in Chester, Pennsylvania, where it was just a complete disgrace, to be honest. Uh, we, we were in like a little, it looked like a playpen. You can't question that. You are a denier. You're a denier. Yeah. Where the observers could be. Um, yeah. And uh, we, we really, the only thing that we could see was the mechanical part. Um, and it really was like kabuki theater. Yeah, yeah. Remember when in Philadelphia they uh, put up the boxes on the windows so the Republican observers had to stand outside? Yeah, there's nothing to see here. You know what? Bull crap. Bull crap. We called it from the get-go, and we're tired of being told and yelled at and told that what we have to say and that our thoughts are misinformation and disinformation when common sense, life experience, and research dictates the opposite. We're done. You got it? Write it down. We're done. Here's more from Leah Hoops. The biggest thing was the placement of the counting center was it was in the middle of a huge parking lot set back by loading docks. Um, it was uh, The counting center was set on the first floor. There was multiple places that you could, you know, use elevators and uh, come in and out of with ballots, We, uh, which they still couldn't tell us where they were coming from. Right. Um, and the main part was that the ballots were going back into that back room. This happened all over the country. Um, which we couldn't see, uh, Republicans or Democrats. Right. Um, we had no observation. Um, so, yeah, it was um, it was chaotic. It was very chaotic. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I want people to pay for it. I want people to pay for it. I'm not letting it go. For four years, liberal Democrats, Hillary Clinton said that the 2016 was election was stolen. It wasn't. Hillary Clinton may have won the popular vote, but she got her clock cleaned in the Electoral College. That's the way it works. Otherwise, we're ruled by idiots in San Francisco and Democrats in New York City. And we are carrying it. But, but Hillary Clinton did it four years. Uh, the AG, Letitia James of New York, she ran on getting Donald Trump for stealing the 2016 election, even though he didn't. So uh, you know what? Screw you. Screw you and your disinformation or misinformation or trying to shut me down. Done, done, done. I've been done for a long time. It took the rest of the talk media, uh, you know, uh, blogosphere, uh, uh, realm, if you will, realm, I'm king of the uh, to catch up. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't say something. That's your opinion. Don't ever, particularly the federal government, because nothing good comes out of it. Because you know they're trying to cover up the truth. But the thing is, we are not going to take that crap anymore. And here's this. Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee sent a preservation notice Friday to former FBI official Timothy Thibault. 
warning Thibodeau to save records related to the multiple whistleblower allegations he's facing in the event Republicans take the majority and are able to conduct a formal investigation. Thibodeau, a former uh, assistant special agent in charge of pressuring agents to reclassify cases as domestic violent extremism, despite limited evidence supporting reclassification. That's what the FBI has been trying to do. That's what the Biden administration has been trying to do, to get the FBI pulled off of cases dealing with child sex trafficking and child pornography to focus on domestic violent extremism, which is Trump supporters. Which is the MAGA movement, which also shows us why Joe Biden has brought up the level of rhetoric against Trump supporters since his first day of vacation a couple months ago, the day that the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. It's like it was almost a plan, wasn't it? It's like it was almost a plan. Oh, yeah, it was a plan. And it's going to fail. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, you know what else I think is a bunch of crap? January 6th, bunch of crap. And the persecution of uh, people who went to Washington, D.C. to uh, protest a corrupt election and were wrangled into the building. And uh, FBI agents and others infiltrated the crowd, began the assault on the Capitol before the speech was over. I've always said it was bull crap. How is a building that supposedly sustained hundreds of millions of dollars of damage, and that's what they said initially, how would it reopen? How would it reopen that day unless nobody did any damn damage inside the building? And why are there 14,000 hours of footage being withheld of little grandmas walking through the rotunda, staying within the velvet ropes? Oh, but wait, somebody put their foot on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Oh, dear God in heaven, it was an insurrection. Oh, people have got to pay for this crap. People who are uh, presiding over the uh, imprisonment of January the 6th protesters in solitary confinement without trial for two years, people have got to pay. That has to be the Bastille. It has to be opened. The prisoners inside need to be released, and they need to be replaced with the bastards who did this to our country. You know why I thought that the uh, January 6th uh, was, was, uh, was ridiculous? You know why I thought it was BS? Because of all this. Certain dates echo throughout history. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. Yeah, that's the uh, the thing initially that said, oh, really? Yeah, that's bullcrap. Similar to Pearl Harbor and uh, 9-11. We can now add January 6th, 2021 to that very short list of dates in American history that will live forever in infamy. And you know, it got everybody to stop talking about the 2020 election fraud, didn't it? For a little while, anyway. Yeah, the Democrats don't spend a lot of time talking about those prisoners, do they? They don't bring up their, oh yeah, they're in jail because they don't. They don't. They're just letting the people in that jail do what they do and letting their FBI do what they do. Is, is there any chief uh, instigator? Is there any one person who was there to take over as president when they overthrew the government? Anybody Anybody being brought up on charges? Anybody being uh, told that they're going to be lined up in, against a wall and shot because they tried to take over the country? Anybody? 
Oh, yeah, that never happened, did it? Mm-mm, no. This is Representative Dan Bishop uh, on uh, Capitol Hill calling out a fellow uh, legislator with regard to January the 6th. I mean, I wasn't listening. We were conversing a bit. But did I hear, and I think, did you say that a that, uh, police officer was bludgeoned to death by the crowd at the January 6th riots? I said a police officer was bludgeoned to death. I did not say at the hands of whom, Mr. Bishop. Just who are you referring to, if you don't mind yeah. saying? And get that information for you in a few minutes. Well, I, I just want to make sure because are, 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 are you denying that Capitol Poli- that at least one Capitol police officer was was murdered in the in the midst of what happened on January sixth? Yeah. yeah, I am actually because it didn't happen. You're a lying sob. I, I think I am. Deni- I mean, here's what I, I understood that there were reports early on that that Sicknick was struck with a fire extinguisher, and that subsequently was debunked as false. He died of natural causes. Yeah. That were not connected to the event. See, all you got to do is ask a question. All you got to do is be the alpha. Are we talking about the same person, Sicknick, or are we talking about somebody else? Seriously, I mean, that's, that's, it's a genuine question because yeah, the, the medical exam. Yeah, because you know you can't just say five people died and were murdered by January sixth protesters unless it's true, and it isn't. There was one person murdered on January the 6th, and she was a military veteran who was in a window when she was shot at close range by an overzealous police officer. Capitol Police officer. This is FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin talking about January the 6th. He's an FBI whistleblower. Well, the FBI responded by pulling in all the operational units and bringing them into the field office. I was at the. He's talking about the, what the FBI is doing for those who went to Capitol Hill January 6th to protest the election. Washington field office at the time. And. You know, we had all of our surveillance missions canceled. I was, I was on a team that did that. We had people that were in other operational groups, whether it was white collar or whether they were doing child pornography. Everybody got pulled in, and there were tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of what they call leads. Now the FBI is being used to go after Trump supporters, uh, people who worked in the Trump administration, and they're being pulled off the important work that they should be doing. This is provable. That came in through West Virginia, which is the 800 uh, tip line. And some of them came in on the Internet as well. And they were so egregious to me. I, I mean, I probably got rid of a couple hundred on my own, uh, I hope. Uh, but a lot of people just kind of, you know, pencil whipped it and people tried to look the other way. They were, they were blatantly targeting what I would call First Amendment protected rights. It's uh, like somebody attended a, a, a rally at the, yep. the sitting U.S. president was speaking at. Yep. And that's not our purview. And if there's not any further information or allegation of a criminal act, and there wasn't for most of these things, there's no reason for an FBI agent to come and knock on your door. Yep. But uh, so many people are trying to go along to get along and keep that paycheck and work towards the pension eventually that uh, a lot of people went out and knocked on doors and a lot of people self-incriminated and ended up in very bad situations uh, under federal prosecution. Yeah, this is third world crap, guys. And people need to pay. And we're not going to forget. A, we're done. B, we're not going to forget. Let's come back and wrap things up. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Something as simple as misdemeanors. So I... All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. I just want to tell you that uh, when conservatives raise a hand, it's to God. It's when we are witnessing. That's what we do. It's not a Nazi salute. Only authoritarians like Hillary Clinton raise their hands to a leader, Barack Obama. So, nonsense. Have a glorious day. Don't take it anymore, guys. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. See you then.